0: Welcome to the Pet Industry Podcast, connecting you with the people behind the passion, the leading experts in the pet industry. I'm your host, Dr. Megan Sprinkle.
1: And I'm your other host, Dr. Mary Cope. Today's episode highlights one of the many small businesses within this very large industry. This conversation was recorded at the Global Pet Expo in March 2023, where we had the opportunity to sit down with the owner and founder of Pet Pasta, Angie Hohensee. In this episode with Angie, we talk about female entrepreneurship, the trials and triumphs of starting a business within the pet industry, and we'll dive into the inspiration behind Pet Pasta, a supplemental treat and topper for dogs. This episode is definitely one you don't want to miss, so please be sure to click that follow button so you don't miss out on future episodes.
0: Welcome, Angie. We are at Global Pet Expo. So is this your first expo
2: or is this? is my second expo. I've been to Super SuperZoo which was a fantastic event for me. Global is huge, so I'm still trying to acclimate to the size, but <laughs> I'm excited to be here.
0: So you we're gonna talk more about female entrepreneurship in the pet space, but I'm really curious, what did you do before you, you got into the pet industry? Oh, that's a
2: great question. <laughs> so I was a customer success manager for a long time for cybersecurity companies data privacy companies. And I had been traveling for most of my career and I was sitting on my deck one day and I've always wanted to start my own business. I've always had this sort of pull and drive and passion to be an entrepreneur. Little did I know how hard it was going to be. But I was sitting on my deck one day and I had this idea because my dogs love pasta And I thought, hey, I'm making homemade dog food. Why don't I make a pasta that's actually good for them that I can include in my dog food or give them a super healthy treat? And pet pasta came to my head. I went out and I bought the domain name right then and there, even though I didn't know yet if I was going to do anything with it. And then a couple years later, I decided I better get on it if I want to be a true entrepreneur. And here I am today. Exciting. So I'm curious,
0: why were you making homemade dog food? Is there a story there? There is a story
2: there. I have two very cute Maltese dogs and they are literally allergic to everything. <laughs> and we did some testing on my oldest dog and he came back allergic to a number of things. So that's when I just thought, okay, I know I need to find something. They didn't like kibble too. That was the other problem. I know I need to find something that Not only they'll eat, but it's really healthy for them. So I started messing around in my kitchen, tried lots of different vegetables with them, tried lots of different proteins, chicken, beef, pork, you name it, and finally landed on something that they really liked. And that was 15 years ago. Oh, wow.
1: Now, before you had the idea of Pet Pasta, had you ever thought of starting any other business or had any other ideas for pet products before then? Or was it like a light bulb went off in your head? Can you explain that moment to me?
2: Yeah, not pet products. I've had lots of ideas for different things, but it was a crazy feeling at the time when I came up with the idea. I was literally just sitting outside and I love dogs. I will pet every dog that comes near me. I'm Literally a dog whisperer because they're they never bark at me, they never growl. And I just thought, now is my chance. I think I have a good idea. Now's my chance to go for it. And I even asked tons of people around my friends, my family, What do you think of this idea? Is it crazy? Should I go for it? Should I not? And it took me over a year to say, Okay, this is something that I want to pursue dogs are awesome it's a passion of mine any pet is a passion so I decided okay here it is let's go for
1: it and after you had that idea and you said that you went right out and you bought that the domain Mm -hmm. for the name pet pasta what was the next step like you okay so you have this idea you have this name but what did the next step look like for you? Did you know where to go?
2: What kind of resources were out there to try and guide you? Oh, to no, the nice... I knew nothing. I <laughs> Googled everything that I could possibly find. Everything. I found the AFCO website. I Googled, is there any other pasta for dogs out there? What is it like? I found one treat that was, it's just a like a flower treat that you can give to dogs that had anything to do with pasta. And it just, it took me a long time to get enough people to say that's a great idea before I finally quit my real job. Not that this isn't a real job. It's 10 times harder than a real job. But I just decided at that point that it was time for me to really take the leap of faith. And I actually cold called Nate from BSM Partners one day. I don't know why he talked to me, but he did. He was the nicest guy And I said, Hey, I've got this crazy idea. I don't know where I'm going with it. I've been playing around in my kitchen. What do you think about it? And he's hey, I think it's a great idea. Let's keep talking. And so that really got me going. That really got me, hey, I'm excited about this. This could be something. And that was really the day then that I said, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna start making this. So has the idea
0: around the products? Kind of evolved as you started with partners. what was that kind of evolution from initial concepts
2: to what you have today? When I'm just making it in my kitchen, I was playing around with different flowers, different ingredients. I knew the basics, but I also knew that I needed the vitamins and minerals in it, which I knew very little about. So just it was a lot of trial and error, seriously. From that point forward, if you put your finger in the air and you draw a circle, not even a circle, a line that goes multiple different directions, squiggles all around, that was my path. (laughs) And it just, it was a lot of ups and downs and all arounds. And when I started formulating it, that's really when I leaned into BSM partners and their help and trying to get the right formulation, figuring out how to make it So that we didn't have to include a lot of preservative, any preservatives, no preservatives, no byproducts, no additives, but still have it taste good. And that was hard. You can throw a dog food out there in a heartbeat. Anything can be a dog food, but you really got to spend some time iterating on your concept, iterating on the formula until you find the right thing. And once a dog starts to beg for it and cry for it, you know you've got something. And that's what pet pasta does.
0: That is definitely a big hurdle is the dogs not just eating it, but being enthusiastic when they eat it is a huge part. Yeah. So what do you think is one of the biggest things that sets apart pet pasta from any other product?
2: Pet pasta is an all-in-one. It's a multi-use product. It can be used as a meal balancer because it has all the vitamins and minerals dogs need. It can be used as a topper on kibble because it gives them that extra nutrient boost. And it's probably the best, most nutritious treat they'll ever have in their lives. <laughs> and the beauty about pet pasta is they do think it's a treat. They do love the flavor so much. So you can feel good about what you're giving your dog. What kind of struggles have you
1: experienced now? So you have this formula. Yeah. Yeah. Are you still making this in your kitchen? Did you have to find someone to produce this for you? Like, what does it look like for scaling up this product after you got in contact with Nate, which is, I'm sure, both a blessing and a curse in a lot of ways. (laughs) And he empowered you with the knowledge that BSM has to create these formulas. But what does the process look like for now growing Pet Pasta?
2: Oh, wow. So you remember that squiggly line? Yes. (laughs) It's somewhere in there. Okay. Okay. Ah, wow, that's a good question. So, starting off small is really hard. This is a giant industry. Billions and billions of dollars are spent on pet food. So, being a startup, a, an entrepreneur from Nebraska, trying to figure out what do I do? How do I do this? Where do I make it? Very di- it's still difficult today. I'm making it now at the University of Nebraska, but it took a long time. It's just picking up the phone and making phone calls, calling co-manufacturers, calling people, are you interested in this? Would you partner? Here's how I make it. Do you do cold extrusion? I got hundreds of no's. So it's an up and down process. You go from being very stressed to being, oh my gosh, that was so great. Something really cool just happened. So it is tough. You just have to keep that passion alive inside of you. You have to keep going. Because if you don't, you're going to have to start something new. And thank goodness, if you surround yourself with the right people, family, friends, partners, they encourage you to keep going.
1: Absolutely. So has Pet Pasta grown, would you say, to the point that it no longer fits inside your kitchen?
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) It's really exciting now. Starting out in your kitchen is good because you've got to test Absolutely. You've got to spend some time trying to figure out how to get your formula right. And, you you know, as an entrepreneur, you don't want to spend a lot of money. You, if you're doing it right, you don't spend a lot of money up front because you're, it's going to be you got to put money into marketing and other things in the end and co-manufacturing. I'm a penny pincher, and so I spend a lot of time doing that in my kitchen. And it's fun to see it grow. It's fun to get reorders. It's fun to see people coming and saying, oh my gosh, I heard about you. But we still have a long way to go. Being small is really
0: hard. So Stephanie, speaking of partners, this was, you've been part of this project from early on. And you run a team that gets to do the crazy things we say, right? You get to do a little bit of everything. And I think with a startup entrepreneurial type of business, you do have to do a little bit in a lot of different parts of starting up a business beyond formulation. But I'm curious from your perspective, you've done lots of really cool projects. What was something that was unique about working with Angie so far in Pet Pasta? Yeah, I think the most
3: unique thing is the product itself. Working in clinics, formulating homemade dog food, you hope that you pick a tasty vitamin and mineral. I always remember opening up the jars of our minerals and what smells. Yeah. (laughs) But having something that's really tasty and I, you're like, okay, yeah, it's tasty, but how tasty is tasty? When your little dogs that are super picky eat it, when my mom's dog who actually got washed out of a feeding trial because she was so picky eats it, you start to think, wow, okay, like maybe we have something here. Like vitamins and minerals don't have to be roast tasting and we can give our pets good nutrition, but they also can enjoy their meal. So yeah, I think that was, is probably the really cool part about pet pasta because most of the time that is the biggest hurdle when dealing with supplements.
0: Getting them to eat it. Yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, what makes pet pasta different than the average kibble that you'd find on the market?
2: It's a supplement. So it can go on top of a kibble, it can be used as a treat, or it can be used to balance homemade meals. It tastes good. So the fact that it has, like Stephanie said, all the vitamins and minerals dogs need, but they beg for it, sets it apart.
0: Absolutely. So I'm curious, you talked about this being that squiggly journey of a lot of challenges and things you've had to overcome. If you were going to speak to someone who also wanted to do an entrepreneurial endeavor in the pet industry, what would be some of the top tips that you would recommend?
2: So first of all, believe in what you're doing. You have to believe in it in order to just say, I'm going to do this. Believe in it. And then I would go to AFCO's website, A-F-C-O, their website, and just start reading. Start reading about the marketplace. Start reading about regulations. Start reading about what you should be doing next. Small businesses, you can either set up a sole proprietorship or an LLC, but make sure that you understand going in that those things do cost money. You should talk to an attorney and an accountant. Make sure that if if you think you've got a good idea, go out like I did by the domain name because petpasta.com was available. And I thought, Hey, I'm grabbing it right now, even if this goes nowhere. So that, and make sure that you validate your product, make sure that it actually tastes good, follow state and local regulations. There's national federal regulations around pet food. Make sure that you understand those going in, make sure that you understand what type of insurance you need. There's just so many things that I didn't even think about until I got into it and then it was just one thing after another. Oh, I need to register with the state. Oh, I need this type of insurance. I need I need to make sure to balance my own books. Oh, I need a website. Oh, who's going to build that? Oh, me. I'm building it. <laughs> so the list goes on and on. I'm Absolutely happy to talk to anybody who's just starting their journey in the pet food world, especially if you're small, because there are a lot of things that you can do up front to alleviate pain in the back end.
3: And I think something that you had that was really great when you started is you had some flexibility in just thinking of the initial idea when we first had our first conversation to what is now being sold you had a little bit of flexibility, but there were definitely things that you're like, nope, I am not budging on. This makes pet pasta. And I think that's really important when you're starting up. What are the things that you're okay being flexible with? And what are the things that make your product really unique?
2: Yeah. And that's that's so true. And, And BSM helped with that as well. But making sure that it was all natural with the vitamins and minerals added was really important to me. And because I... The original list of ingredients I started with, I knew dogs love because I tested it out on every single dog in our neighborhood. So I knew that they liked that flavor. When you add something else to that, it changes it. It changes not only the composition, but it changes the taste. And you don't want somebody to talk to you into adding some crazy new flavor if you don't have to. If dogs already like it, you don't need to. And I'm excited about what's to come because we have our base formula down, pet pasta is selling, we've that we know it tastes good, but there's a lot more things that we can do with other supplements, with other types of pet pasta, working with BSM to formulate new types that can fit other dog diets or that can fit potentially somebody who has joint pain, a dog with joint pain. So, I'm excited about the future, but again, if you're small, you have to start slow. (laughs) I was just about
1: to ask if you see pet pasta growing and what direction you pet pasta growing in. And it sounds like those functional formulations where we can address potential, we can help to support health through nutrition. Sounds like something that you're excited about and passionate about.
2: Yeah, I'm really passionate about it. And I Stephanie can speak to this too, but there's a lot of people looking for this type of product, especially to balance meals, to serve a really good supplement. There's a ton of products on the market. Walk through Global, and there's tons and tons of products. Just a few. Yeah. But I think we can honestly say there's nothing like Pet Pasta. There just is nothing that fills that gap of, okay, Sure, I can give my dog a treat, but is that treat healthy for them? Sure, I can give a supplement, but does it have all the vitamins and minerals? Sure, I can include something in their meal, but does it complete their daily diet with all the vitamins and minerals? Stephanie can speak to that too. It's just they're few and far between, so people are looking. And given that there's
1: no product on the market like Pet Pasta— did you notice any reservations that people had about trying it since it is like a new concept and a new product? Or are pet parents excited about new innovative products? And were they readily
2: accepting of pet pasta? I think they're readily accepting of it once they know what it is and what it can do for their dog when they understand the nutritional aspect of it. Like I said before, it is not a straight line. There are You change your messaging. You want to tell people exactly what it is, but you also have to get feedback from them. Am am I talking to you the right way? Am I telling you the right information so that you understand what Pet Pasta is? I think that's just constant. Every single vendor in the show right now has changed their messaging over time because you want people to understand what it is that you're giving to them. But I'm excited because we've, Again, we have something really cool with the help of BSM partners, my friends and family. I'm not going to give up. I'm still moving forward. Tiny entrepreneur can make it in the world of the big boys. So I'm excited. Yeah, it's very exciting. And with yeah. your
1: conversation over changing your branding and your marketing, it brings the famous words of Nate Thomas to mind. Is it sexy? And can we sell it to, to pet parents? Is it sexy
2: enough? So it makes, yeah. makes me chuckle. Yeah. My my tagline is the possibilities, P A W. The possibilities are endless, (laughs) and I'm going to say that until I leave this earth. (laughs) (laughs) So I have two questions.
0: One's a little bit of a piggyback off of that one. Speaking about you mentioned pushback, or what are the most common questions that you get when you're working with when you're talking with pet owners trying to buy the product? Common
2: questions are: Is it all natural? People want anymore to serve their something to their dogs that they know is really good for them. They don't like the preservatives, so it is all natural. They ask me about what vitamins and minerals and I always tell them it's complete and balanced with vitamins and minerals, all vitamins and minerals. I, I get people asking if they can give it to their cat, which is kind of funny. We haven't formulated one yet for cats, but we may. So for all those cat lovers out there, pet pasta is coming your way. <laughs> Pushback would also be you're small, you're tiny. Why would I trust you? And I think that's where you've really got to get the help from vets and vet nutritionists and make sure that your formula has not only been tested to have all the right things in it, but that you have people backing you who are in the industry and who know that it is a good product.
0: And my other question was here on the Pet Industry Podcast, we also really want to bring pet owners into what's going on in the pet industry, because it's hard to understand. As you mentioned, there were many things that you had no idea you never would have thought about just working with products in the pet industry. Now you're both. You're very much pet owner, but you also are behind the scenes now with the pet industry. What would be things that you would want to share with other pet owners when it comes to feeling good about products that they buy for their pets?
2: I would say read the labels. Talk to your vet. Talk to your vet nutritionist. Make sure that you understand what it is that you're giving your dog. People want their dogs to live long, happy, healthy lives. And we see the lifespan of some dogs is very short. And it's just, with the right nutrition, you can keep your little furry friend, and thank God my furry friends are around. My two Maltese are still around. They're 15 and 14. You can keep them around for a long time. People treat their pets as part of the family. They love them as part of the family, no matter what kind of pet you have. And you want to do what's right by them. So for all the pet parents out there looking for good products... First, trust your gut if something doesn't seem right. Try not to feed them just junk off the shelf. I know it might seem a little bit more expensive, but I promise you it's worth it in the end. Stephanie, any thoughts?
3: I just have to give Angie credit, even being a startup. She's jumped through all of my crazy nutrition hoops that Mm -hmm. I make her do. The testing, the testing again, the testing with a different lab, because... Whatever I help formulate, I want to be able to stand behind and I want to feel good about giving it to my pets. But also when pet owners pick it up off the shelf, that they're confident in what is on the label is actually what's in the bag. So I just always have to commend Angie for running through my crazy nutrition hoops.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now, you said you have two little Maltese. What are their names? Teddy and Toby. How did Teddy and Toby feel about being the first round of product testers.
2: Oh, my little guinea pigs. I actually have four pets at home. Two guinea pigs and two dogs. No, I'm just kidding. My (laughs) dogs are my guinea pigs. They love it. They absolutely love it. In fact, when I make it at home, they stand underneath. I've got a commercial pasta machine, so when I was testing and formulating, they would stand underneath and wait for one to just possibly fall off. They absolutely adore it. So they they are blessed because they get all the leftovers or the funky little pieces that may not look right. So they've got pet pasta for life. My sister-in-law, who's my graphic artist, her name's Ingrid. She's awesome. And her dog cries as soon as the bag is opening. Seriously, I've never seen dogs beg for a supplement, but they beg for this. So it's fun. And the other thing is, I feel as a pet parent, I really wasn't doing things right for my dogs because I don't think they were getting the right nutrition for a long time, which is another reason I started Pet Pasta. They're small dogs, so they ha- they, they did have some issues, some joint issues. My oldest, who's 15, wasn't getting enough calcium, vitamin D, and some other things. So he lost his teeth, but... He Once I started feeding both of them pet pasta, I swear to God, they just turned around instantly. I break it into small pieces because it's made to be fed as is, Mm -hmm. ready to eat. And even with no teeth, he eats it. I break it into small pieces and he loves it. There's times he would rather have that than... The chicken and the carrots and the peas and the other things I put it with. He'd rather just have the pet pasta, but I mix it all in there so he can't so he pick has the to. He out. can't pick around it. Yeah, no, he just like, has to eat yes, all of it. He has to eat it. It's like a child who actually wants to eat their vegetables, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Spit out the pea and the carrots, but they'll eat the pasta. Nice.
0: Thank you so much, Angie and Stephanie, too, for hanging out with us at Global Pet Expo. Uh, we're really excited to continue to follow you and the pet pasta journey.
2: So... Yeah. Thank you. I want to give a big shout out to you guys too. Megan, Stephanie, Nate, Seth, everybody at BSM Partners. I don't know where I would be without you guys. So I'm thrilled that we're still working together and I don't know, to the moon. Here we come. Nice.
0: (laughs) Before we leave Angie though, we need to make sure people know where to go and find
2: Pet Pasta. So for people who want to learn more, where do they go? So I have a website, petplasta.com, super easy to remember. And for anybody listening to this podcast today, if you use the code friends and family in checkout, you'll get 20% off. Ooh, nice. Exciting. Thank
0: you for joining us on the Pet Industry Podcast, a BSM Partners production, with editing by Cliff Dubunois. Your podcast team is me, Dr. Megan Sprinkle and Whitney Russell. If you want to learn more about our family at BSM, please visit our website at bsmpartners.net. And please make sure you are subscribed to the podcast, tell a friend, and find us here next time.